Hey there, Leah Ryan here. Welcome to episode 26 of the Authors Read podcast. Today's guest is Sherry Cormier, and she'll read from her book, Sweet Sorrow, Finding Enduring Wholeness After Loss and Grief. I wake up content. Does this mean I or other grief survivors don't miss our beloved anymore? Or yearn for the way things were before our loss? Of course not. In the words of Anne Lamott, their absence is like a lifetime of homesickness we feel for them. Holidays, anniversaries, and birthdays are still times of remembrance and longing. We heal from grief, but we don't get over it as some who've never experienced deep loss might lead us to believe. Whenever we endure a significant loss, we carry the grief of it for the remainder of our days, even though our relationship to the loss itself will change. Someone I'm close to carries the pain of losing several stillbirth babies through miscarriage. Every time there's another miscarriage, it brings up the pain of the one before. And every time there's an anniversary of one of those miscarriages, she remembers not only the loss of the baby, but also the loss of the dream of bearing a child. What we wanted but didn't have can be just as substantial a loss as losing someone or something precious. And no matter how much time has passed, memories of what used to be or reveries about what could have been remain. And grief is sneaky. Out of the blue, a song, a scent, a movie, a picture can elicit grief over and over again. While earlier today, sitting in a market alone, eating lunch, I received a text from a friend about our neighbor who had suddenly died. I'm not quite sure why, perhaps it was getting the news via text, but I fell apart. I started to cry and I felt unbearably sad. My mind immediately turned to the husband, adult children, and dog she left behind. The sadness persisted for several days, in part because loss has become an inevitable part of my worldview. In carrying our grief, it becomes the backdrop or context by which we view and review information. Someone else who received the same text message without the context of grief may not have been impacted by this news in the same way I was. You know, for many years, we assumed that to heal from grief, we must pass through stages enumerated by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, such as denial, anger, and depression, in order to accept the loss we incurred. Now we recognize that this so-called stage theory of grief 
isn't applicable to everyone dying or healing from grief. I believe healing from grief is cyclical rather than linear. Grief ebbs and flows, much like the tide of an ocean that comes in and goes out. At times, the waves of grief are small and contained, but on other occasions, they are large and often overwhelming, but not necessarily crippling. Healing from grief isn't about exercising it, but integrating it. Grief is integrated when we can open our hearts again to the world around us. This requires making ourselves vulnerable once again, acknowledging that love involves penetrability and heartbreak is a part of life. And we must honor our grief without indulging in it. We must recognize our distress, but not allow it to consume us. Instead, it must cycle through like the waves coming into our lives, but going back out to sea. I know of someone whose husband left her some years ago. Few folks want to be around her because she's turned in to a chronic complainer about all kinds of things. The bitterness of her loss has extended into all areas of her life. She has become small as a result of the hand life dealt her, increasing her suffering and decreasing her choices. Her loss informs everything about her life and she has become victimized by it. This woman, like others, lost her spouse. Others have lost a parent or child, a job or a house. In war-torn areas, some folks even lose their town or country. Some people lose a sense like vision or hearing or some other ability or health status. Other people grow up with so little that loss is pervasive across all domains of their lives. As my yoga teacher here says, we all have our junk. Loss doesn't make us special. We don't distinguish ourselves by what or who we've lost. We only distinguish ourselves by how we heal from loss and whether we allow grief to destroy us or teach us. To heal from grief, we have to restore our lives to draw from narrative therapy. We have to imagine new beginnings and recreate new endings. I'd like to thank Sherry for sharing her book with us today. And thank you for listening to the Authors Read podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes for the link to the book. If you'd like to support the Authors Read podcast, please like, subscribe, or share. Until next time!